Before we start, welcome please. back everyone to another episode of the Kitman Podcast. As always, my name is Rohan, and I'm joined by the two greatest minds in soccer and my friends, Owen and Dillette. How are you guys? We're good. Hanging in there. Chilling. Chilling? All right, that's good. Good. Well, we, we have an exciting uh, episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about that Manchester Derby, which is fresh in my mind. Um, something I thoroughly enjoyed to see. And we're going to be talking about five of the worst players in big six Premier League teams. So it's going to be a good episode. So, Owen, would you like to kick us off? What are your thoughts on the Manchester Derby? Man City dominated, you could tell from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, not much to say other than that. I mean, United just looked in shambles the whole time. Absolutely getting rinsed by uh, fucking De Bruyne. I mean, yes. Yeah. The whole game. I mean, yeah. I, not much else what what are say. your thoughts on, on no Ronaldo? I mean, I, I obviously, I think he should have played. I think it would have changed a little bit, but I don't. It would have given a little bit more offensive power, but that wasn't really what they were lacking. They were lacking that defense severely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It wouldn't I mean, have changed the outcome. Maybe like by a goal or two, but City would have still dominated. I I thought not playing Rashford was smart, and playing Pogba kind of like as a center forward was very smart because he he linked up with Bruno pretty well, and his ability to pass that long ball is so so critical for a counterattack, and it did lead to the Sancho goal. And then at the end of the first half, they almost scored off a corner. And I, it, was, it was almost 2-2. But I, I think City won the game during halftime. I think that's where Pep kind of outcoached Ralph Ragnick and made adjustments to Ralph Ragnick. And I don't think Ragnick really made adjustments to how Man City set up. Because the second half, man, you were terrible. And they actually, their XG, their expected goals for, for, for the entire second half was 0.00. Like... It, it, it was a training ground performance at one point for City. Um, I, I think there was a 15-minute spell where they had possession 92-8, to eight, which is actually insane. I also think taking Pogba off was a terrible idea. And then, like, they didn't show any fight after going down 3-1. Like, it was just terrible. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I think that Ronaldo thing, like, if I'm Ronaldo, I probably, I'm probably thinking, like, I'm not doing nothing this game. Let me... Let me save myself the trouble and the embarrassment of being a part of a team that gets smacked around by the Crosstown Rivals. Yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. But yeah, I mean, they they showed no fight. It was like a, it was like a new level. It reminded me of um, where Arsenal was, like like last year, maybe like a year and a half ago, when we would like we would we'd be down and it will be like parking the bus. Still, like, not really attacking. It was just real, real, like, negative mindset around the team. That's what I, that's what I felt watching that, watching that United performance. There's no drive. Definitely. Owen, um, do, do you feel Man United have progressed at all since Ole left? Or do you think they've kind of taken a step backwards? Um, I definitely do not think they've progressed. Um, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily a far step backwards. They're, they're kind of keeping the same thing, like compete somewhat against the top teams. I believe they had like a one-one draw against Chelsea, um, and they beat Arsenal. This is right after uh, Ole left. But then they're still tying against 
like mid-tier teams and just when they should be winning they're not and when they that's not necessarily shouldn't shouldn't be winning but when they should be i guess when they should be losing they're kind of like competing it's it's a weird dynamic because they other than this past weekend they tend to perform against the higher teams and just aren't there against any lower mid-tier teams well Dillette, this is ragnick's I, I believe it's only his second defeat in the premier league do you think everyone's kind of overreacting to this, or is it the play style that's kind of getting under everyone's nerves? I don't think it's an overreaction because, like, I mean, it is their second loss, but they also had like five draws, something mm-hmm. crazy like that. It's not been, it's not been like great over there. But I think the main, the main like outrage from United fans is just that like. It's just it's just the way they lost. Like there's absolutely no chance that they're winning. And that's not even really down to how City played. United really didn't give themselves any way to win the game other than that Sancho chance. You know, once they got that, it wasn't like, oh, we got our goal, let's hit back. It was like, oh, we got our goal, let's just kind of stand around and let them run through us. Owen, your thoughts? I agree with what Delette's saying. It's definitely the play style, not necessarily the coach. And, you know, they're not – you said two losses, and I counter that with what DeLette said as well. You know, they're drawing against Watford, drawing against Burnley, Southampton, Aston Villa. They should be winning this game. Um, I want to reiterate what he's saying, but I agree with DeLette. Yeah. No, sorry. I was <laughs> me and Delette were laughing because I texted Delette to put his face in the middle of the camera for TikTok, <laughs> because, <laughs> and then he did it, and then he looked at me funny, and then I just started laughing. But <laughs> uh, um, okay, how how do you think they fare against Atletico Madrid in the second leg here, Delette? I mean, they're going into it with a one-one draw from Spain, and they're coming to Old Trafford. I'm saying no. Just the mentality that I saw on display last week, it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere with that. That that didn't feel like a let's bounce back from this and be stronger. That felt like a like a kind of like a what are we doing kind of kind of game. That performance, that's what it told me. It did not tell me well, we're hungry. We need to do more and like make up for it. I did not get any of that. So I, I could I really do see them just kind of being lackluster through the Champions League game. Not really not really coming to the occasion. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that. I don't think it was an inspirational loss. I think it was a reality check. Be like, damn, we're really that bad. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> I think it deter- I think it really matters how how the game starts. I think if they go down in the beginning, I I, I think it's over from there. There's no coming back. Um, but I do think if they get the first early goal and kind of keep the momentum through the f- first half and are winning at the end of the first half, I, I think they can pull away with it. Fair, very fair. Well, let's in, let's move into the main part of our episode. Five worst players in the top six Premier League teams. I'll, I'll I'll go first. Pretty obvious. Stick with the United theme. I have Aaron Wan Bissaka. Yep. I think I actually yeah. did this kind of wrong because I picked one player from each from each of the big six teams. Oh. <laughs> but like. It, like it kind of made it more fair because like you genuinely could pick like six United players, 
You could pick six United players. It's a bit harsh. You probably throw in like a Spurs or like Saul from Chelsea. But like, you you really could pick out a good bunch of United players that are just not performing. And I guess to go with you, I picked Wambi Saka as my United player because while like Maguire, uh, Fred, McTominay, they're all kind of trash and they're all kind of like playing very poorly. I don't think they're actually as bad as Wambi Saka is. I think they're... They're bad, but they're like heavily misused. Uh, where like in the way that the United midfield is set up, and the way that their defense is set up, where I, like, I genuinely think Wan-Bissaka is just like kind of bad. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's down to system or anything. I just don't think he's very good. Yeah. Um, my thing with Wan-Bissaka is that he is so good defensively. Not so good, but he's good one on one, and that's about it. He, yeah. See, that's, that's what I don't like. I don't like whenever people say he's good defensively. Because outside yeah, of he's not outside of the outside of tackling, he's not very good defensively. I'm taking he's a one stat wonder. Yeah, I'm taking every <laughs> every other right back over him defensively. It's just the the tackling, and that's the it's like a big part of defending, but a lot of defending nowadays is just being able to defend your back post, mark your man. It's not really like there's only certain wingers that are going to be running at you one v one the entirety of the game. You know, more often yeah, than I not. Th- I th- it's going to be decided by like that one in behind run that you mistrack or that one kind of loose ball that you don't get to first. And I think Juan Bissaka is that guy. Yeah, I don't think Juan Bissaka is very good defensively. He's good at tackling. And I think that's why Raheem Sterling didn't play that game is because he's good against that type of player, Raheem Sterling, but he's yeah. not good defensively. He, he He's a good tackler, but he's not good defensively. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if, if they're going to keep Juan Bissaka, if he's part of their future plans, they should consider shifting to a three-five-two, because that that's where that's where Tellez and and Shaw are better anyway. Is going forward, they're they're not defensive right backs. They're they're attacking right backs, or uh, excuse me, left backs. Um, and then that way you can probably play Dallow out there at the at the right mid position. And I I just think Juan Bissaka needs to be either benched or you need to shift to a three-five-two because he was exposed too many times that game. Um, Grealish was murdering him the whole entire game. Then he's getting thrown off the ball by Foden. Yeah, yeah, that was an embarrassing clip. That sparked a big conversation between us where I, I didn't know Foden was that strong, and I don't know if he's strong or if Wambi Saka is very weak. But either way, it uh, it erased the question of like if Foden is strong, what is his career projection looking like? Because strong white players get injured very quickly in their careers. They don't make it very far. And it's sad, but it's the reality. It's the reality. <laughs> Owen, who, who, who did you have? Did you, did you have a Man United player? I had a, f- I had a few. Um, but yeah, I had Bissaka as my fifth. Okay. All right. Well, what, what's your other United player? Um, well, I, I had Maguire out there. And I, I really think saying. his performance, um, I think it was, it was a second, second goal. Um, where, the one where uh, he dummied it. it was, what was that? He, the one where he dummied it, and it yeah, went where he dummied left. it, playing defensively when he should have just cleared it, and it led to the next goal. I think that just kind of confirmed my belief that he is bad. Yeah, no, I just think <laughs> it's like was, yeah, no, I mean, he he didn't no. even have to clear it. He he just had to touch it be, to the left of the post that it would have been a corner pressure relief probably anything but that. <laughs> Anything but let it, but dummy it into the six yard box. Um, exactly. Maguire is pushing a, 
a very, I guess, remote tier of trash where what he does on the field actually looks like match fixing. And that's it's very hard to achieve. And like, Wait, say, say that one more time. You you lag. Uh, <laughs> what McGuire is achieving on the field right now is is almost like a like an unreal level of trash. Where like what he's doing on the field almost looks like match fixing. Like when he let the ball run through his legs for the city player to score. Like you're not doing that if you're actually playing for your team. That, yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I think he makes more money from sports betting against himself than he does yeah. in his actual career. He's got parlays on parlays of like Maguire error in the fifth minute, in the tenth minute, in the fifteenth minute. Sudi, he's gonna be in possession in his own box and just rip shots at De Gea. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I'm I'm gonna take a trip to the other half of Manchester because I have a player. Anyone want to take a guess? Who do you have? Because I was looking at the Man City roster. And it, it kind of was the same for Liverpool, but like, you guys don't have like bad players. I have one. I also have one, but it, it was hard to pick out. Like, you know, you had to, I had to sift through, and it was a little bit like, oh, he still plays here. I forgot about him. Oh wait, oh, was it like Zinchenko? No, no, no it was Zinchenko. I had Nathan Ake. I had Imeric Laporte. Really? I think I think, he's, I think he's worse than Ake. See, that's, I, think, I, had that, I had that conversation in my head where I said, I'm, like, Laporte is trash, and I think Laporte is very trash. But he, he's taking minutes off of Ake every week. So he's got to be – maybe it's because he's Spanish now. He's on Pep's good side. <laughs> the nationality change was, like, for, for his contract, I guess. But no, <laughs> I think he's better than Ake, at least. I think, as a center back, you should be able to defend – and Nathan Ackley can defend better than Imeric Laporte can. Laporte is off of the charts for passing. Even long passing for center backs, he's off the charts. Possession, amazing. Defending, he is so poopy at defending. I've seen him get sat down too many times. I've seen him set up too many goals for the other team. Yeah, he yeah he's definitely. I mean, that's definitely not why he's there. But I don't, like, that's his role, though. Like, you, like I get what you're saying. Like, he's not in that city team to defend. He doesn't have to defend. He's got Rodri in front of him and Ruben Diaz to his to his right. He's really just there to pass the ball, which he does very well. Whereas whenever I see Ake go in, Ake's not moving the ball like that, and he's not locking anyone down. I disagree. I think I think when Ake plays, he plays well defensively, not necessarily in possession. But defensively, that's what he does too. No, no, no. But but like against like like a team where we have less possession than usual. Okay. I still don't think Ake is doing that good of a job. Which is really? why. Yeah, I think I think like he, like for as good at Laporte is as passing, Ake is not good enough at defending to make up for that. Because you put Laporte in there, and you know that you're getting distribution. You put Ake in there. I don't. You don't know that you're getting a good center back performance. I know he's not losing a single header in the box. That's how, yeah. That's fair. He's very good aerially. You can't take that from him. But I don't, I don't think his defending is as good as you're giving him credit for. I I don't think it's that good. I'm just saying it's better than Laporte's, and that's what made me pick Laporte. 
That's fair. Owen, did you have a city player at all? No, I, I went the the other route of just five bad players instead of a <laughs> whole thing. All right, um, but who, yeah. who who's your next one? Can I just skip right to my my top? I'm very anxious to say this. One. Oh, you're anxious. Okay, all right. Rip, rip it. It's all hate him. Oh yeah, get out of here. It's nice just, and easy. Know, Bad. I mean, I I haven't seen anything positive come out of his play. Any mistake that he makes uh, more than often leads to either a counter or a goal or just something negative towards he Chelsea. He scored during the week. That doesn't matter. Anybody can score. Bullies have scored before. Was that against okay. Burnley? No. It, oh, maybe against Burnley. I was talking about the cup match where you oh. guys were down 2-1. Right. Yeah, that's I what it was. Hear, I don't want to hear about that. It was a very good goal, to be fair. Name another thing he's done. I saw a clip on TikTok of him kicking a ball into a basketball hoop from like 30 yards out. That's oh, I saw it. that. was sick. That was sick. That was I cool. saw that. But that, that's about it. And I think just the fact that he's set to return back to Atletico um, at the end of the season kind of speaks to that. Not working out at Chelsea. Maybe he'll maybe be better there, but I just... I just don't like him as a player, and I don't think he adds. And I, I think he, frankly, just takes away from the club. I think, I think Saul being trash was like, like it's, it's even funnier because he was like really put under the microscope whenever like y'all had the terrible midfield injury problems, and like mm-hmm. he was really kind of getting called upon, and he was just terrible for like the one month where he was actually needed. I think that's probably why you hate him more than like the other probably. trash players in the United team because like he. He had like one like one run of games where he had to be like solid and he was just complete garbage. Yeah, I think I think under different circumstances to say he just played as a sub and didn't have to start or do any take on the roles. Maybe yeah. maybe it would have been a little bit different, but I just Hear me out. I, I think you guys keep him as a rotational player. You could probably find someone better for cheaper, fair. But I think he's good for like these cup games against like Middlesbrough, against like Blackburn, against um, who Sunderland. Like when you get these FA Cup matches, like that kind of congests your schedule. Like Conte, as much as you want him to, Conte, Kovacic, and Jorginho cannot play every single game. We've seen like Loftus Cheek come in and stuff. But I, I think you maybe keep Sal or maybe find someone cheaper, but you definitely need someone in there. It's it's yeah. Chelsea. They can definitely get someone else that's better at you. They have Billy Gill coming back next year on loan. Oh, that they, too. Yeah. They have absolutely no reason to keep Saul. Gallagher yeah. as well, if they don't if they don't and get, yeah, and, yeah. That's a that's like a a mid table Premier League midfield pairing right there. Gallagher and Gilmore. No, and there's no reason to keep him in the squad as a rotational player for one competition of the many that we're in. Yeah, that's you know? true. He's there's no way he's playing at Champions League level. There's no way he's playing. He's barely playing at Premier League level. <laughs> you know, he was but a Champions we'll, League midfielder prior to this move. Not again. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on to Delet now. My my Chelsea pick or oh you have a Chelsea pick no it, it was Saul as well but oh no uh, <laughs> I, I guess we'll go into my we'll go into my Arsenal pick then because I, I don't think you I don't might think... have who I have oh you have an Arsenal player in there 
I do. Because the thing, the thing that I had was Arsenal have thinned out the squad so much this season where the only bad players that we have, in my honest opinion, are on loan or, or they've had their contract paid out and they're gone now. So I, picked- I, I have one that I don't think is necessarily bad, but I don't think he should be in your starting level. Okay. Okay. I have Granite Jacka as my, as my, I have Granite Jacka as well. Okay. Yeah. He was my, he's definitely, he's my least, or in my opinion, he's the worst Arsenal player right now, the worst relevant Arsenal player, at least. For what he should be bringing to the team and what he does bring every week, it's not. It's not enough. It's not there. He's probably the first, not first. Not after Lacazette, he's the first player that needs to be replaced from our starting eleven, comfortably. I agree. Um, yeah, no, definitely. If you're if you're gonna play the two two holding midfielders, he he's not good enough defensively. Um. If if you're gonna oh. use Jacka, he needs to be played further forward, like he is with Switzerland. But you're just not gonna put him in yeah. over ESR, Odegaards, Saka, Martinelli, or anything like that. So our Arsenal need to replace him to bolster that midfield and allow for better quality in the CDM center mid role. See, the thing is, we're we're playing the the midfield three with Partey as a as a lone six and Jacka and Odegaard as two eights. And, and honestly, Jacka's not doing anything. Like at all, and you know he's kind of getting further forward, but it's like he's really just there. He's not. Well, he's not answers. He's not creating shots. Is he's just there? I think. I think what Arteta is trying to do is trying to deploy him, kind of like Gundogan, where he's not a CDM, he's not a cam, he's kind of at the edge of the box, trying to or a little bit in front of your CDM and in City's case, Rodri, to kind of help prevent the team from getting out but also be able to play the ball in but Xhaka just isn't doing that yeah Xhaka I don't think Xhaka has that he he's not mobile enough to cover that kind of space and he's not he's not good enough offensively to where I want him on the edge of the box in any situation I don't want him to be picking out the final pass I just don't think I don't know what his role is because he's played in multiple roles now at Arsenal and none of them have really clicked too well but I just, I don't, he has no place in the team anymore. Yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> all right, it's my turn. So, I have one player from Spurs. I have one player from Spurs that I think is not very good. His name is Steven Bergvine. Credit to him for scoring those goals, but he is terrible. He, really? he, 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 I think he's, he's terrible at passing. He's terrible at passing, cannot pass to save his life. He's terrible in possession, makes too many mistakes. He is only good when you're trying to get directly in behind and get a shot on target. And if he's on his right foot. And if he's on his right foot. I remember even in the Spurs-Everton game, I think he had like a very open chance that he forced onto his right foot at the last second. And he lost the he lost the goal because of it. And I was thinking, like, once you reach a certain level, you know, you gotta at least be able to score like one v ones with the keeper as a forward on your weak foot, which he clearly cannot do. 
Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I think he, he is not good whatsoever. Um, he, and he, he's definitely not better than Mora or Son. Maybe, maybe Conte sees him as a rotational player, but I, the only real aspect of his game is getting in behind and trying to score. Um, I, I think he's good if he, if you like absolutely, you know, or just throwing, throwing spaghetti at the wall until it sticks. If you're trying, if you're trying to get something going offensively and you just can't, you just want the long ball in behind. You've been, you've been itching to get that out, haven't you? <laughs> I've saved it since ninth grade, lads. I've saved it since ninth grade. <laughs> uh, I think that's harsh, though. I don't know. At least to look at the Spurs team and say like Bergwijn's the worst one. I'd have to give that title to Emerson at right back. Oh, Emer- I was considering Emerson. I was doing the research on Emerson. I think he is so error-prone and not very good defensively. But he's, he's the, num- the numbers say otherwise. The numbers say he's half-decent. Oh. So if I have to defend myself on, on the TikTok. Oh, you got numbers to back it up? I got, no, I got, I got statistics in it. Get him with the stats. I think Emerson might be one of the only players that you could take to TikTok and no one will dispute it. I think All he's right, here. Let's do, it. Let's do it. Wait. All right. This, this is your I, clip. Yeah, no, this is my clip. I think the worst player on Spurs at the moment is Emerson Royale, closely followed by Steven Bergwijn. <laughs> I don't think you'll get got to say about that. Yeah, you won't get any any contradictions there. You don't think so? No. All right, well, let's see if Owen gets some controversy going. You you got another one, Owen? Um, no, really, nothing that hasn't been been said already. We've gone through all mine. I'm interested to hear what, what who who do we got less from your team to let. I still have Liverpool. That's my last one. Oh. Okay. Have any left, Rohan? I'm I'm all out. I had I had oh. Maguire. Not in this order. I had Maguire. Jacka, Bergvine, Juan Bissaka, and I'm Eric Laporte. Well, this is kind of a a pretty slow way to end it on then, after like a pretty exciting episode because Liverpool have such a good team. It's kind of you know it's kind of the same thing with City where like everyone kind of has a role there. Can but I guess I, who you have? Yeah, but you're gonna get it. Wrong. Go ahead. What? You're gonna get it wrong, but go ahead. Oh, is he like not a consistent player? No, 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 no. I just thought you were gonna pick Jordan Henderson. No, okay. no, Nabi Keita. No, no, I rate Keita. I actually especially rate Keita now, with the way that Liverpool are playing, because he's very good rotation with uh with Thiago. Whenever Thiago's not fit or Thiago, uh, needs like it can only get seventy minutes in or whatever, Keita's like the perfect replacement there. So I actually think they have a really good use for him now. I had Minamino as Liverpool's what? first player. Okay, hear me out on this. First of all, their lineup is perfect. The The whole roster is perfect. It could use some depth, but for the players that they have, the, the roster is perfect. But I'm looking at Minamino oh, as Liverpool, their second-string attackers are Luis Diaz and Diego Jota. Minamino was supposed to be like if you're buying a like, I'm looking at the other second string attackers that they have, and Minamino is a good step behind them. That's the only reason oh, that I have him as their worst player, because you have he, you have Salamane up here, you have or Salamane and Firmino, and even Jota's up in that tier, and then you have Luis Diaz, and then way down there you have Minamino, who's not on the tier of any of the other attackers. 
I think that's fair. I, I wouldn't say he's on the level of the other attackers. But, I, okay, you know what? Actually, that's fair. I mean, he, he was not it's, what he turned out to be. It's harsh on him, but, like, you look at the starting attackers, he's nowhere near him. You look at the second-string attackers, he's nowhere near them either. He's kind of lost the... He doesn't have much kind of use in that in that 23-man squad now. Because even as, like, I guess Liverpool are in all four competitions. I guess they've won one, but they are still in three competitions. So you could make the argument that the depth is needed, but, like, that's, that's like, six players that he's behind to get a starting, to get any minutes. That's kind of, like, what's the... You've kind of lost your spot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I could get behind that. I think it's just harsh because it's like it's in comparison to the rest of the Liverpool squad. But you put him in comparison to anybody else on our lists, and it just blows him out of the water. Yeah, yeah. Mino Mino's definitely the best of our worst players. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I feel like he scored a couple important goals though for for Liverpool in, in the EFL Cup. I might be That's tripping. True, you know, no, no, he did, he did, he did well in the in the in the cup, but. Where they are now, you know, they go, let's say they redo this season now. They're in four competitions. Luis Diaz is taking those minutes off of Mino Mino now. Unless, like, okay. Salah or Mane leaves and they kind of move up in the, in the hierarchy. But Mino Mino is kind of, he's a bit redundant now. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that was our thoughts on the Manchester Derby as well as our best of the, or no, worst of the best. Um, this this episode be sure to join us next week for another exciting episode and be sure to check us out on tiktok at the kitman pod we'll see you guys later